1: I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, and I'm here to help you be more successful in your landscape and to bring a different voice into the studio, Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company, who will help us this morning to answer questions about lawns and weeds and that green stuff you have in front of the house. It might not be a lawn, but you want to make it into a lawn somehow. And dually, we're celebrating World Naked Gardening Day, which is a holiday Ashton and I can really get behind celebrating. And I believe Ashley will be tweeting some Posting some. Well, she's nodding like she is going to some well edited photos of us <laughs> in the studio as we celebrate thirteenth thirteenth so, annual. Thir, it's the thirteenth annual world
0: thirteenth annual world. Wow. It always celebrated the first Saturday of, of, of May, May. Uh-huh. every year.
1: Well, we got to get in the groove. And, and you can uh,
0: go on the website uh, W N G D. Yeah. Dot .org, I think, that's which just stands for, for, for World amount. Naked Gardening Day.
1: But I snag the website World Naked Gardening Day. If you spell all the words out, World Naked Gardening Day... Dot com. You take it to my page on my website, where I have pictures of you and me from previous years, <laughs> pictures of other gardeners who have submitted their own pictures of themselves. And you know, and road. you know, Walter, you know, what's
0: amazing to me is I've always, I've known you for, you know, I don't know, a long time, yeah. and I've always known you to have a green
1: thumb, but I didn't know you had green on other parts of your <laughs> body too. It's a tattoo. It's a tattoo. I don't show that tattoo to many people out there. <laughs> I said, That's the way it is. You know, I got, knowing that we were doing this this weekend, someone got windowed up in North Georgia, and the folks at Paradise Valley, which is the clothing optional resort up in North Georgia, sent me a nice email Yes, you shared you were it with me. are gardening this weekend, we'd yes. love to have you up here at Paradise Island. And
0: I think they're, they've got an event up there where you can uh, take some flowers and some here, good old potting
1: soil I'm, and yeah, a container.
0: And yeah, but it's chilly. It's a bit 45 chilly. 45
1: is a little lower than I want to be outside <laughs> without my jacket on. Although, hey, everybody here, Ash, Ashley and... Charlie O'Brien, DeMarco Williams, all of them are working this morning, totally new. T- t- totally,
0: yeah. We've turned the air conditioner into a, a comfortable setting. And yeah, they would do it. I'm sure they would. <laughs>
1: oh, man, let's get to the phones. Let's get rid of the silliness right now and go to the phones. <laughs> Gerald Lynn is in Powder Springs and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Gerald Lynn, good morning. Hey, good
2: morning to
1: you. So you're going to join you. us in our celebration this morning?
2: Uh, no,
1: ah, sorry. Well, sorry, but well, if you ever change your mind, just ask us for advice. We're happy to tell you how to stay. She's uh, she's
0: totally naked under her clothes. Under Isn't that what you said that one time. That's probably what she,
1: <laughs> what's going on. How can we help, Geraldine?
2: Well, thank you. It sounds like you have the perfect guess for my question. Um, <laughs> we've got some sprinklers set up, and we're going to plant a lawn, even though it's summertime. But we thought with our sprinklers it would be okay. Yeah, and. Uh, we're, we really don't want bermuda but there's bermuda nearby and we're f- afraid it'll just take over so um is there we, we were wondering about maybe zoysia and uh wanted your opinion
1: proceed is that what you're asking zoysia seed Yeah we or would bermuda? like to do it
2: by sea since we have the sprinklers so i thought that would save yeah. some money
1: i'm sure we can get either one of them to come up but what would you say what's their choices actually? W- well I, if you've got uh, a sunny area then both
0: yeah. of them will grow. If you've got some shade that starts to creep in, and maybe the Bermuda starts to uh, eh, just not like like it at, over in the area where it doesn't get as much sunshine, the Zoysia will uh, will do 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 well in both the, both of those situations. And and some of the zo- you used to not think of Zoysia being good from seed, but there's some great varieties now that you can get from seed if you go to the garden oh, center. Good.
2: And what about fescue? I love how green it stays. It, mm. Is would that just be totally overtaken by the Bermuda?
0: It, it's hard for them to co- coexist uh, unless there's some shade. And if you if you do have shade, then the fescue would prefer that. Um, but I, you know, I would almost think that, uh, especially with watering restrictions and everything uh, right now that that uh, Walter talked about in the last hour, um, I would kind of maybe wait to fall. If you if you if you weren't satisfied with what you got going on the spring with what you seeded, uh, you could seed the fescue in the fall.
1: But if okay, you want well, to do got Bermuda... Got a well, so
2: I don't think we have to worry about the water
1: restrictions, okay. right? Mm-hmm. You, with what now? We
2: With a well. We have oh, no with a well. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: you're totally <clears throat> unrestricted period. Yeah. But okay. with Bermuda and zoysia, you do plant those now. So you were right about choosing this time to plant those seeds. And good. as we Ashton really said, good. sometimes Bermuda and fescue don't coexist all that friendly. The Bermuda tends to get into the fescue and make patches that look sort of weird in different seasons yeah. of the year. So it's better, I think, to put Bermuda or Zoysia, either one, and they will coexist with the existing Bermuda grass pretty easily, I think.
2: Oh, good. Okay. Well, thank you. That's what I needed to know. Well,
1: I'll give you a lot to work on. Don't let it get dried out. That's the biggest thing to remember. Don't let those seedlings get dried out for the first week or two or three. But as they grow and after you mow it once or twice, then you can wean them down to one watering every week when watering every three or four days and keeping in mind of course that we still have watering restrictions for our other listeners out there who don't have a well um, keep that in mind you can water your newly planted lawn for 30 days but after that you need to wean it down to once a week on your designated day and
0: maybe a starter lawn food to, yeah to go down a, a starter idea. lawn food to help get the grass seed going
1: faster
2: are there any varieties of the Zoysia or is it just one variety?
1: I said for Zoysia, I know Zenith is out there. I see Zenith Zoysia everywhere. Yeah, and uh, Scott has
0: one that's uh, 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 com, uh, Compadre. 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 Yeah. compadre yeah. Which is very, very similar to Zenith.
2: Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Geraldine,
1: it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling.
2: Appreciate you. You
1: bet. Bye bye. Larry's turn down in Rex, Georgia. The pride of Rex, Georgia. Larry joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Larry. Good morning, Walter. How are you today? Man, we're fine. How can we help? Uh,
3: two years ago, uh, two May's ago, actually, I resodded my uh, part of my most of my yard with uh, centipede. It did great. Uh, all of uh, the summer, fall of 2015. Last year was great. I. Um, Went and got a soil sample, took it to the extension service, and they, it was, it was, it was lime deficient. Okay. So I uh, put some lime out. They uh, recommended that I use the thirty-five zero zero fertilizer on it, which I did.
1: All right.
3: And then um, coming out of the winter, this uh, early spring, it just never greened. Well, some of it just didn't green up. Um, yeah. It just got brown patches in a, in several places, and I'm wondering what might have caused that.
1: Mm, drought stress would be my first guess. Okay. There's people all over Atlanta right now looking at Bermuda lawns that are browning up, or they're greening up irregularly, shall we say. Okay. And zoysia lawns the same, and it seems they're the ones who... There's a lot of combinations of environment that causes a brown or a slow green up in the spring, but the drought was the major environmental condition that I think bothered a lot of lawns last year, and I think that's possibly what you had.
3: centipede. I might have misspoke. It's centipede. Yeah, you said centipede. All right. Now, if I wanted to uh, till those brown spots up and uh, put some zoysia in, uh, and uh, could I put some fertilizer in before I put sod down?
1: What do you think, actually? Do you put uh, starter fertilizer down before sod?
0: <laughs> yes, you do. You Starter lawn food is good for the new seed or sod. Uh, I, I'm wondering if he's got shade. And
3: uh, Actually, I've got a 60-foot water oak sitting in a, in a part of my yard, but it does, it's not affecting this uh, the brown spots in my centipede.
0: Okay. Okay. I had
3: the tree pruned uh, about six months ago last fall, and I'm getting about 30% more sun coming through ah, the tree.
0: Okay, so that should help that. Yeah. Uh, you know we did have that real cold weather uh a few weeks yeah. back and that kind of, you know no, is no, no. It, this,
3: this these spots were brown long but long before but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the snap it
0: no but well the, the other thing to remember about centipede is you only want to feed it about twice a year and uh so maybe that that last shot of fertilizer it was pretty high in nitrogen thirty-five zero zero. it might have might have been more than a centipede. Like centipede, just oh, kind of thrives when it just gets like just two, little, three feedings yeah, a year.
1: Just a little bit. Whereas little your little
0: Bermuda, bit. Zoysia, fescues, they they appreciate a little more feeding. Okay,
1: all right, you're right.
3: That helps a lot. All right, Larry. Well, have Thanks. A good day.
1: Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Do we have time? Oh, actually, we don't have time for the next caller. But I'll tell you what he wants to know about. He wants to know how to prep an area to plant Bermuda grass. All right. So let's think about that. How we're going to help Derek to know how to prep the area for Bermuda. And then next off in the next half hour, John from Loganville wants to know why his asparagus is not coming back. And Michael says his, wants to know if you need a liner for inside a treated bed, if you have a raised bed made with pressure-treated lumber, do you need a liner inside that to uh, keep the soil from touching the liner there, or keeping the soil from touching the pressure-treated wood? So we shall see. Real briefly, uh, anything going on down at Serenby? Ashton is a proud resident of the Sarenby community in South uh, Fulton County. So, uh,
0: Well, we've got great uh, theater down there. Tomorrow is a May Day celebration. That's uh, where they close off one of the streets and mm-hmm. have some vendors, and it uh, should be a beautiful day for that. But there's always something going on in the there was last night was a little Cinco de Mayo uh, celebration. <laughs> How was that? Actually? actually it was it was quite good. Uh, we've got uh, a bunch of guys over 70 that have never played <laughs> musical instruments together and they decided to help their uh, their brains uh, uh, be a little more functional they would yeah. all take up an instrument they've never played and they played for us last night. It was uh, the band's name is neuroplasticity
1: neuroplasticity <laughs> that's exactly what you have and so you're... you had a
0: you had a harmonica a drummer a guitar a bass player and a keyboard and uh uh they they they've been practicing and they they played and they were wailing and all us uh folks uh yelled and
1: screamed right. we were the groupies that's what they do in sarin that's what it's everywhere. all about having fun it's seven we'll be back after this <laughs> beware, 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 beware. Oh, who brings you a quick weather update from Akron Security basically it's going to be around 70 degrees this afternoon not too warm but not too chilly either temperature right now 40, 46 degrees be the same this night, overnight, tomorrow about the same temperature too, 70s during the day sunnier tomorrow than today and in the 40s overnight Then warming back up next week your full weekend forecast comes up in ten minutes on News 95.5 and AM seven fifty WSB. John out in Loganville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, John. Good morning.
3: Hey, good morning, Walter. What's up? Appreciate you contacting my call here. I've got a row of asparagus I've had in the ground for about five or six years. Yeah. For the most part, they just keep coming up like pencils, and mm-hmm. go. I just you know they're so small I don't cut them. I've had a few that are about as big as your finger, which are perfect. But the rest my wife and I were saying what should I do? Let them grow to the flower? I let them go to the flower last year.
1: yeah good and then they do, fall yeah. over. How, did, what, how much you' fertilizing John?
3: Not very much. I just didn't I put a little 10 10 10 on them but I didn't know how often or how, how much I should
1: do that. The one word answer is more. <laughs> They're heavy a feeders. More, huh? They're heavy. asparagus is a very heavy feeder. You could fertilize it three times in a year and it would not complain. 10-10-10 is fine. It could be, but sometimes I just worry about all that phosphorus in ten ten ten. It would be nice if you found. I'll be honest. This is a heavy heavy feeding plant, so you could even use lawn fertilizer that had a low yeah. middle number. Was not a weed and feed kind of thing. But if you had a lawn fertilizer that was a twenty five zero eleven or twenty five 10 or something like that, the uh-huh. nitrogen, the twenty five percent nitrogen, would be a great things to send that asparagus to the sky. And wow. the lack of phosphorus would be fine. It doesn't need a lot of phosphorus anyway. But if you've got 10-10-10 in the garage, go ahead and use 10-10-10. Well,
3: should I go ahead and cut them now since they've already gone to flower? They're like three feet tall. No,
1: leave the green on. Green should be left on the asparagus until it turns yellow in September.
3: Okay, so should I fertilize it now?
1: I think tonight's a great day. may rain on you, may not, but water it in real good and see what happens.
3: And it should push the, the, the plants to put up, uh, produce bigger disparities.
1: It'll give you bigger spears, and then years to come, the spears will be bigger and bigger each year if you keep fertilizing appropriately.
3: I see. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for your help,
1: sir. Sure, John. Good luck with it. Have a great day. 404 750 gets you in to take John's place. We'll be back right after news.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your Lawn and Garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's
1: Walter. 736 at News Talk WSB, 46 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape or ask anything you want to ask about organic gardening, synthetic gardening, cautions, no cautions, whatever you need to know, we're here with an answer. I'm joined by Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company. So if you have lawn questions, this would be a great day to get your lawn questions answered because we have an expert here in the studio with us. First, though, a non-lawn question, but Michael joins us. Hey, Michael, what's your question about your raised bed?
3: Uh, yeah, my wife is uh, wanting me to build her a raised gar- uh, vegetable garden bed, Yeah, and uh, I really can't afford to build it out of cedar, so if I use pressure-treated lumber, what can I use to line uh, the bed so that the chemicals from the pressure treated doesn't get into sure. the soil?
1: In my personal opinion, and I think this is borne out by science, there's not nearly as much to think and worry about with a newer generation, let's call it, of pressure-treated lumber as it was. 20 years ago, 50 years ago, when they had what was called, um, what was it chromated copper arsenate? Mm-hmm. Yep. CCA, chromated yep. copper arsenate. And everybody thought, oh, man, chromium, copper, arsenic, We don't want that in our vegetables. Bad. It's got to be bad. Yeah. And so they replaced all those CCA, pressure-treated lumber products, with one that's called ACQ, ammoniated quaternary something else. Uh, and it seems not to have roused the ire of any of the organic gardeners or anybody else as far as leaching things into the soil. So, that said, if you want to line it, there's nothing wrong with doing that, and you just use plain old six-mil plastic, staple it to the inside of the bed, and fill it up with soil, and be done with it.
0: Landscape fabric, and it, yeah. Could
1: do that. What's that? that he he what? said, last year said, landscape fabric maybe on the inside, too. That would pretty much keep the water from penetrating almost as well as the plastic would. Okay, great. But you don't have to. In my view, you don't have to. And I collected some of the scientific literature about both products, the CCA, the older stuff, and the ACQ, which is the newer stuff. And if you go to my website and type either of those combination of letters in, ACQ or CCA, it'll take you to the page that discusses why I think there's not as much to worry about with the newer pressure-treated lumber.
0: Yeah, I think with a landscape fabric, uh, it will allow the water to get out of there. In the bottom, yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, you know like a bathtub
1: don't want to be a bathtub yeah, kind of what i was thinking too
0: yeah. you have to put it in such a way that the water will pass through i know that there's a, a, a it's a and i can't hardly tell which which is a good side and which is a bad side but they say you know make sure that yeah
1: one side uh, of the landscape just read faces the directions down down on the package and yeah. up, read the package it'll tell you which side to put down very good i appreciate it guys all right Michael. Well, thank you for calling thank you comes next miss laura in Cumming, georgia up in north georgia hey laura good morning
4: Good morning, Walter.
1: What can we do to help?
4: Yes, sir. I have St. Augustine grass, and I would like some advice on that. We had uh, service-providing care for it, but we're going to do it ourselves now. Oh, good.
1: Well, let's see. We start always going to my website and type the word calendars, plural, calendars in the search line at WalterReaves.com. It'll take you to a page that gives you month by month what to do for Bermuda, Zoysia, St. Augustine, Centipede, Fescue, and print that out. Ashley has one printed out and tacked to the side of her garage so she knows what (laughs) what to do with her lawn. So that's the first thing to do. Ashley, what tips would you say for St. Augustine lawn care?
0: Well, St. Augustine, uh, you want to feed it. And I know you're surprised that the Scots guy would tell you to feed it, but, uh, you know, I think Walter would agree. Uh, I'm an old extension service guy, yeah. so is Walter, so, uh, yeah, feed it. And uh, then pre- then you want to mow it a little bit on the taller side, probably your taller mm-hmm. setting on the lawnmower. Yep. And uh, it's going to be able to take sun and some shade, so that's, right. that's a good thing. And then uh, finally... Uh, insects uh, sometimes like to get into it and so uh, you, it, w- the stuff that you put down on your lawn, the granules that would take care of fire ants or that would take care okay. of uh, uh, side webworm, chinchipug, ants, fleas ticks uh, you can get that at the garden center, spread the granules on your on your lawn and I th- you know I would I would do that. Couple of times during the summer.
1: I know I had a, a person Augustine when I spoke in Macon the day before yesterday. Uh, a person there had chinch bugs in their St. Augustine lawn, and yeah. so I had, did the whole thing just as Ashton said. You put the insecticide down maybe twice a year to keep the chinch bugs from chewing on your on your St. Augustine. Because they can
0: go fast. Oh, uh, chinch yes bugs can, uh, can take it out, and it, and it won't grow. It'll have to grow back from new new plants. It doesn't. Chinch bugs are not good.
1: Yeah, so you've got to protect against chinch bugs, Lori. But not the good thing is them. it'll take
0: care of fleas and ticks and everything else. There, <laughs> right. yes. No fleas yeah, and ticks
1: definitely. either. That's right. So this is
4: interesting because I think it's unusual for me to have Saint Augustine in North Georgia. It is. Because I'm, I'm near Dawson County line.
1: Yeah, it is because normally we think of Saint Augustine as being a middle Georgia and South lawn that it doesn't take cold weather as much as it should. But what my experience with my Saint Augustine lawn in Atlanta is. Is that the sprigs that I used to start mine came from Candler Park near uh, yeah. middle of downtown, and they had self-selected, I think, to be coal hardy mm-hmm. more than maybe the older varieties of sods that obviously you'd buy at a store would would have been. So, it's a
0: beautiful line. It, it makes yeah. a beautiful line. Yeah,
1: and I, I Ashley was so out, right about like mowing it high. Don't let it get real low. Don't mow it down like Bermuda grass. Mow it high.
4: Okay, and I just this history of this is so interesting because my husband's, grandfather had it in Florida, and then they brought it up to Georgia, and then his parents brought it from their family to uh-huh. his house, and then we brought it from his dad's house to our house. Yeah. And it, so it gradually went further north.
1: Self-selecting it and getting more coal-tolerant, yeah. Loves it. Good.
4: So thank you for all your info. All
1: thank right. You. Good luck with it. Mow it yeah. high. Keep the change bugs out. And go to WalterReaves.com and get a calendar. Yeah, good right. calendar, yes, sir. Thank you so
4: much. Y'all have a great weekend. Sure, Laura.
1: Thanks for calling. Take care.
4: Bye, then.
1: To take Laura's place, you can dial 404 750 Right now, we got Kathy. It's way down in Gainesville, Georgia, and joins us on and Garden. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Kathy? I think Kathy got excited and somehow cut us off, so let's go to instead Jacqueline in Marietta, Georgia. Hey, Jacqueline, good morning.
2: Hi, good morning. How can we um, help? I'm calling about some blueberry bushes that I have planted in the ground, and they're they're pretty small and pretty new, and something has come along and eaten all the leaves completely off of the blueberry plant. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is and what I can do to keep it away?
1: Yeah, blueberry caterpillars. Um, yeah. You don't see them now because they're small. They're only gee, they're only about an inch long right now. Hungry, Jacqueline, hungry, hungry, hungry. And typically their population doesn't build up very much until June, July is what my experience is. This winter, though, was not quite cold enough, didn't stay cold for long enough time, to, I think, to really make the population drop like it should, so it was starting from scratch almost. And so now, with some of those caterpillars surviving the wintertime, they all looked over at your blueberries and said, Oh, look over there, something to eat. Uh, so that's what you have, is blueberry caterpillars more than likely.
4: Um, What should I
2: put on the plants to keep them away?
1: Ah, we need something really organic because you're eating blueberries. We don't want you to take some poisons or anything in. And the good news is there's a wonderful, fabulous caterpillar killer that is completely organic. It's a bacteria. We abbreviate BT, Bacillus thuringiensis, but we... I'll say BT. And so if you go to any garden center and say to whoever's helping, say, I need some BT for caterpillars, or you look on the on the shelves for insecticides, they'll say, Organic Caterpillar Killer contains BT. That's the stuff to use.
2: Okay. Thank you so much. I'll give
1: it a try. That's the stuff. All right, Jack, uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much for calling. All
5: right. Take care. Bye
1: bye. Let's go back and see if Kathy has gotten on the line with us. Hey, Kathy. Good morning. Welcome to Lana Garden.
5: From Florida. Central hey, Florida. Hey, Kathy. Um, I have a problem with my angel's trumpets, Brugmansias. Yeah. Um, They come back every year in Florida, and they were doing fabulously because we had a very mild winter. Sure. They were up about four or five feet tall, and they looked very lush and green last week. And I went out yesterday and looked at them, and all the leaves are on the ground underneath them, and they're all falling off.
1: Wow! When you said "looked," I thought, "Uh-oh! Tragedy has visited Kathy's angel yes, trumpet plants. Yes, looked some good. Some tragedy,
5: and I can't. I looked at the leaves on the ground. I looked at the very few leaves that are left on the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything eating them. There are no holes in the leaves. They look like they've been doused in hot water.
1: That vague rattling sound you hear right now is both Ashton and myself with our head going back and forth, and the marbles rattling and saying. I don't know what that could be. There's no, uh, <laughs> I'm
5: like, Was know, there any
1: uh, weed killer sprayed close by or anything no, like that? No, that's
5: the first thing I would have thought of, because like, yeah. I do use Roundup in my yard. Like yeah. if it blew into the plant and killed the whole plant. Um, but, you know, I mean, I take cuttings of them every year, and sure. I have them all over my yard. Sure.
1: Is it's um, happening to all of them, is that right? No. Yeah. Just right one.
5: now, it's just two of them. Two ah. probably out of 12.
1: So, and no chewing at the bottom. Normally, I don't think of angel trumpets have any chewing of uh, voles down there because the bark is sort of poisonous anyway. Yeah, um, so no, is, I
5: didn't see any. I have a couple in the yard that are being, the leaves are being chewed, sure. which is a first for me. I haven't seen anything eating my angel's trumpets in the past. But um, this is very strange.
1: Yeah, this sounds to me, the pattern I was speaking to some folks yesterday about how to be Sherlock Holmes in your garden and one of the things I emphasized with them was pattern sometimes is helping will help you to decide what's going on. Pattern wise this sounds like some environmental thing, and Ashton was right on the money, We said, well, has there been any weed killer spray nearby? Because that would be an environmental thing that could cause leaf drop. Um, If it were a disease of the leaves, you'd obviously say, and they've got spots all over the leaves, and so, Mm -mm. okay, the plant's aborting those. Mm -mm. And um, if there's some stem problem, then that's an environmental thing where there's too much water, too little water, stem, somehow the water transport is interrupted by something. Chewing on it, you see where my brain is going here, but One not seeing is the, is where it's planted. my
5: house, and um, it, it did not get hit by the cold at all this huh. winter. And the top of it is up above the roof, and it is it probably has 15 blooms on it.
1: The plant that lost the leaves still has blooms on? Yes. Ha! Yes. Uh, This is one of those things, Kathy, you can do two things for me. One would be to uh, take some pictures. I would just love to see the pictures of the environment around it, and you submit them through. I knew you
5: were going to say that, and I did that yesterday afternoon. (laughs)
1: Smart person. Have you already submitted them?
5: No, but I'm going to do this morning.
1: Then let's do that so I can look at them when I get home. And the second thing is to wait and see what happens. This is a tough plant, an angel trumpet. As you know, sprouts like crazy when you make those little cuttings. Maybe it will sprout back new leaves and... Reward you with some something something's twenty feet so tall. Right?
5: the stalks that are sticking up that are now empty because mm-hmm. there are no leaves on them. Do I just leave those? Do I cut them back? Do I?
1: You got a couple to play with. I oh, would yeah. cut one and not cut the other and just okay. see what happens. Okay,
5: just experiment. Yeah. Okay. Now I have a long question.
1: Uh, I'll tell you what, Kathy. We don't have time to do the long question because it's seven forty-eight and DeMarco's is okay. looking at me mean right now. So why don't we talk next Saturday?
5: That's fine. Thank you very much.
1: I'd love to talk to you. Let's see if we can figure it out what's going on with your angel trumpets in the meantime.
5: Thank
1: you. All right, Kathy. Have a thanks, great weekend. Thanks for calling. It's 748, and we'll be back after this.
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need.
1: Music by the Bare Naked Ladies this morning at 7:55. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. 70s today, low 70s, so it's not going to be very hot, but very pleasant outside after the sun comes out a little bit more this morning. And then this afternoon, this evening, the low going down into the 40s. It's 46 degrees right now. It'll be about that tonight. Tomorrow, about the same again. 70s, 46 overnight. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Calvin is on the line from Conyers, Georgia. Hey, Calvin, good morning.
5: Hello, Walter. How do you do?
1: We do well. How can we help?
5: Yes. Yes. I have a lot of new growth on my um, peaches and uh, plum trees, Yeah, and I want to know how to manage
0: it, or do I just leave it alone?
1: New growth meaning new peaches or new limbs and leaves? New limbs, new limbs. Ah, ah this is peaches. nice, Kelvin. This is a good thing to good thing to get right from the beginning, because the better you prune and manage the shape of the peach tree now, the more peaches you're going to have. And that's the goal, after all, is to have peaches. So, right. how, how old is it, Kelvin?
5: There
1: was three years old. Okay, cool. The, the aim for pruning a peach tree is to have the middle of it sort of open, not a straight trunk like you would on a lot of trees. If you see a maple tree, it's got a straight trunk with limbs coming out of it. You know that. But yeah. on a peach tree and plum trees, we aim for the open middle on there, because it gives more sunshine to the center of the tree, and that then leads to more flowers there and more peaches for you to eat. So, it doesn't have to be perfectly open. It doesn't have to be done, you know, by law. Something is the way to do it, Kevin. Would you go out and just look and see, if I cut this limb here and this trunk here, would that open it up and make a lot more sunshine to the center? That's your job.
5: Well, I've already, I already have that basic shape established. Good. It's
1: just that there is so much new growth coming out this year, you know. You know, does the new growth have blooms on it or not? No. No, no. In that case, you could shorten some of it. Some of it, I'm sure, is real droopy. You know how they get on the droop down at the ends? And that might be well worth your while to shorten by half.
0: Okay.
1: And how about fruit? Do you have any peaches on them? Yes, I have Ah, quite
0: a bit of peaches. Have
1: you thinned the peaches yet, Calvin? Okay. You need to thin them. Thinning means removing any peach that is closer than six inches to its neighbor so just go out there and look at your tree if it has 300 peaches that's way too many peaches on that little tree and so you need to thin them so you have about six inches between adjacent peaches peaches adjacent peaches and that then will give enough energy from the leaves of the tree to make the fruit fill out okay all right here all right good luck with it kevin all right, Richie, bye bye. 404 872 750 gets you in to take Calvin's place. We'll have questions about Savannah Holly's lawns. Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company is here with me answering questions about lawns. And again, 404 872 750. Back after news.